Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Okay, everybody, I'm so excited because this is a new season. This is season seven, and I also have times where I'll be interviewing people and then times where I might just put something that I've spoken and you'll get that content. And then, you know, part of the rotation is that I get to have my friend Gail Novak as part of Buddy Time. So I've already interviewed her in different capacities. We've done Buddy Time. We've done one with her and Kim Claver. We've done one where I actually asked her all the normal questions at the beginning, but we don't know exactly what we have for you. We just know that when we get started, things ping around in our spirits, things um, kind of bubble up in us, and it's always fun for me. So I just want everybody to welcome back for a buddy time session, Gail Novak. <laughs> I'm so excited. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Gail, there you are. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so glad so back. I'm so glad you're here. And I also want yes. you guys to know we did our best to try to set up our situations and see one another and try to get each other in focus. And I had to put on different glasses. And anyway, but we're here and we're live. <laughs> so we're going to do You have this. art and I don't, but that's okay. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, Gail, you know how affected I am by spaces. Well, you're <laughs> the queen of them. But here's the deal. I always say to people, you know, that my dad was the real deal and he was an artist. And I think, well, everybody may th must think I have my dad's artwork in here. These are Michael Hagen's paintings from when he was two. Oh, and I just loved them. And so I ran across these big pieces of paper that came in like, I think Cookie Monster was on the front. It was this paper that you could rip out this art paper. And then we used to put it on a paper clip. And then we had a little easel that my dad made. And I'm telling you, this one in particular, if I were to show you all of it, but I, I won't because it'll mess up the lights and stuff. But they're really kind of good. And this one has this like black mask, like what was going on in his childhood? I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I've got a lot going on and I realize it. But this is my little Cludio that looked better than if you're, um, you can see all the clothes hangers. That would not be my favorite. <laughs> exactly. When I had a picture back here, but I had to take it back take it down because the light was reflecting. So my yes. cute space just got demolished. Yeah, that's all right. good. That's the real right. deal. But you know, it is the real deal. And I don't think we've ever tapped into this, but let's talk space for a second. Sure. Spaces and environments and creating mm -hmm. beauty. And I talked with you a little bit about that. I talked to Dana McNamee on the real deal once about that, mm -hmm. but then let's shift that maybe to like spaces for the Lord or what makes it welcoming for him. I don't know. Let's just see where we go. We don't, by the way, we talk a little bit before we actually push record, but we haven't decided what this will be today, but what makes a space welcoming for you? Or what do you look for when you're doing helping people? Cause you're good at it. Um, helping people to meet with the Lord or helping people in their homes. Uh, either way. I know you okay. do it at Christmas in their actual space, right? I do it. In, I do. I decorate five homes at Christmas in, a, in an office in the month of November, and I okay. love it. It's so fun. Um, and then in, I'm doing two homes currently, and that's not even my main job. Right. I'm more of a coach, but I realize a lot of it is coaching right. and figuring out what they want to use the space for and what they want to happen and what environment they want to create. Sure. Calm or color. Or, excitement or energy. And um, so sometimes people um, want it to be really calm and soothing, or they want it to be a place where they can get away from every, the world and rest. And then some people want it to be, I want it to be ex my personality, like all these colors on my shirt. And so we try to create those spaces. Um, but then getting a husband, wife, and the kids all in agreement can be a challenge too. Mm. So um, I love, I love doing it. Um, I love digging in and finding out what they are passionate about and what colors like bring them joy, or maybe it's like really monochromatic, but then they love texture. Um, but I'm not a designer, so I don't have all the resources that like Adana would within her cute shop in Delafield, Wisconsin. But um, I love to make it so that they go in and go, this is what I wanted. This is what made me feel like me. Oh, you captured that. So as far as the Lord, I don't know. what What's your, is that where you meet well, with the Lord? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's one of our first buddy times where I told the story about the lamp and not wanting this, that, that lamp, you know, and all that stuff. But yep. we were laughing because you and I both had very, very different styles in sure. our home, but they mm -hmm. reflect a piece of us. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I love that you just said was 
it's profound, Gail, to to not just try to make somebody walk into a home that looks like a magazine because you've seen it, or it doesn't right. need to look like Pinterest because that's what you think is in style right now. What right. reflects them? What do they feel like they're, oh, this is me and this is home. So I even came from uh, you know, being at Dana's studio and came back to my own house. And I was like, oh, it's kind of stark. But I grew up with more streamlines. I grew up with more of that Swedish modern. or Scandinavian or modern. And I'm really not very far on that. And really, because I have um, more junk <laughs> or more stuff <laughs> in the room than a lot of people would okay, want. Okay. You know what I mean? But yeah. so I think I really am affected by spaces. Me too. And I remember having a mentor. Ron and Sally Roberts, they've been on the podcast and we went to our first Israel trip with them and I love them. And she really is good at environments and they have their, their daughter passed away, but they were mm-hmm. with Melanie and they were staying with mm-hmm. us in Wisconsin at the time because she was having some brain, um, brain surgery. And she said to Ron, you know, I just really loved in that upper loft, the way Rachel had like that plant. And then she had those books and she had that candle near there or whatever she was telling Ron. And he says, and I said, she had a candle, she had some books. I don't remember a plant, you know, and he was trying to tell me the difference between whether you do notice those things or whether you don't. Mm-hmm. And either you notice them, but then sometimes people are good with it. And sometimes people really do want to just give that over to someone else. Like, I don't feel gifted in this. So please help me create a space. And that's fine. You know, right. that's fine. Right. Yeah. I, I love the part. Um, I'm not the expert on flooring and, you know, ripping out walls and all of that, but if I can help them find fabrics that are yummy and that mm-hmm. like express themselves and then bring it all together and then accessorize. And I love to do it on a budget. And yeah. they save money. It's like so fun. Yeah. So one one client is super like coastal, calm, like like beach house, but not kitschy. So yeah. calm and no accessory, like no no yeah. no extra things. And then the other one's like animal print and texture and purple and gold and like vibrant colors and and their personalities are so different. But I'm like, yeah, yeah that sums you up. I love it. Let's do it. So yeah. it's fun. It's really fun. I feel like I have a hard time. Um, we've moved 14 times. And so sometimes I would start over. I mean, not with my main furniture pieces, but kind of the looks and the colors and the paint and everything. Yeah. yeah. And try to create uh, a, a new a new look. But I have a tendency to be a little bit more cottagey, transitional, really comfortable. I want people to, I see clients in my home and I'm like, please take off your shoes and pull your feet up and get comfortable. Um, that's really important to me with lots of textures and blankets and throws and way too many pillows. But um, <laughs> I struggle with finding. I have so many pillows. It's I like remember insane. when I first went into your ba- bathroom because you're like, "There's a bathroom upstairs." This is when you live in Wisconsin. There's a bathroom upstairs, but just go through my main, you know, master bath. Yeah, yeah. So you have to go through your bedroom, and of course, there's lots of women because Gail's a connector, and I yeah. think it was a breakfast thing. So we had like orange juices and pastries and egg dishes, right. and it was really fun. And so I go through. Yeah. Was it on like- the main floor? Your master was on the main yeah, floor, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so go through there <laughs> and then get to the bathroom. So I sort of felt like I was in like really private places, but you did. You had a bed. And to this day, I have a lot of pillows, but I think you had like the Euro pillows and the other pillow and the other pillow and the other pillow, almost down to where the, the sham on the end <laughs> accordion pleated. And there's maybe four inches. I'm joking, but I was four like, oh, this is not true. This is a lot of pillows. <laughs> a lot of pillows, a lot of pillows. But it was yeah, really fresh and really fun, and I love the colors. But anyway, okay. So that being said, I think we have to be comfortable in our own space. And maybe a half hour before we got on here to record, I was rolling up a rug downstairs. I was hauling it upstairs. Michael is finally able to move after having hip surgery, but he had to help me move a small sofa because I'm just, I don't know, Gail, I think sometimes when I get like this, something else in the spirit realm is happening too. Because I go through these transitional changes where I want to like move everything around or get rid of stuff or move it from a different room. And I think that's what is reflecting, like we're working a little bit on my website stuff and something's changing, something's transitioning and it, and it's happening in my home as well. So have you ever had that happen? Like in the natural that, that mirrors what's going on in your spirit or not? 
Oh, I think that's totally possible. I'm actually, when the girls, when the kids come home in August, we're going to paint one of the rooms and we're going to like flip the living room and the den, all the furniture. So yeah. I'm like, whoa. And I don't know why, but I just feel like it's time for a change. And I kind of had the idea and then a friend's like, you should switch them. So I'm going to be flip-flopping. I'm like, okay, Lord, what's up? And, right? I, and I'm painting my kitchen cabinets and I'm switching things up and I got rid of something that kind of felt tired and needed to be discarded. And so I'm kind of purging my closets. And so it's been really fun. So I do think there's something, I think there's something yeah. shifting in the atmosphere. I think there's something shifting spiritual. I think things are being born and we have yeah. to make room for it. There's not room right. for it in our home with all the right. clutter or all this extra stuff, or it's just a season and it needs to go. Right. Like we've had it for a while. Well, I know it's an old book, but I listened on audio to that Secret Life of Tidying Up by Marie Condor or whatever. And she's the one who folds everything a certain way. And um, But I went through my closet. I went through my home. I went through like most of my kitchen items. I did a lot of it and it really helped. But what's interesting is I just got back from a uh, time visiting some friends out east. And one of them gave me many, many, many clothes that came from a lady that she used to watch who passed away. And she's like, she's more your size. Some of these things were nice items. I didn't want to just get rid of them, but they're not all me. So I graciously accepted because she said, why don't you just take the lot and yeah. then you go through and try it on. Otherwise it was going to kind of eat into our time together. But sure. I would not, I would have said no if I hadn't have made space, like you said, made room. And so now I'm at that, not tipping point, but I'm at that, okay, do I want to keep everything I brought in? Do you know? Anyway, that's that speaks to me just in the the natural, but it does speak to me. And what do I want to invest in right now? Where am I? What do I want to change? So anyway, that's where there's, there's a song that Kim just sent me, um, Make Room by mm. Elisa. She's from Upper Room in Dallas. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's so good. So good. It's about making, room. making room. It goes along with what we're talking about. So sure does. on Spotify or whatever. Yeah. How do you feel when you don't have room? I get, um, I'm not a perfectionist and my house has to be perfect all the time, but if there's clutter or pile up, it crushes my creativity. And they say that if you like the books that are for organizing, say that if you have piles everywhere, your mind looks at it and has to make a decision and looks at it and has to make it just, and, and that caught, that takes brain, uh, brain energy away and it can sap your, your life <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and everything. And it just is like, Oh, and then you just want to take a nap or leave <laughs> your house. So I do so this much. Is my house, but I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. It's a mess. Um, even if I walk in the kitchen and it's just messy, I'm like, Ooh, and I'm not, and it's seriously, it doesn't have to be perfect, but I, I want space that's calm so that I can yeah. be creative. Yeah. And I do so much better when I maintain that and then I can have space for creativity. Right. Right. That's such a good point. Needs yeah. Well, I used to sit down in a certain chair and by the way, I believe you are always communing with the Lord. Like I don't want yes. to ever saddle anybody with, if you're not seated with your journal and your Bible open and your, you know, your commentaries around you that you're not spending time with God. that's just foolish. You cannot get away from the one you contain. And yeah. How can you get away from the one you contain? I think is a Graham Cook phrase. And I think somebody that I know says you're God's mobile home and I've adopted it as my own, but it could be like, <laughs> a or it could be like a Chris Valentin or a Bill Johnson or something. I don't know. But if I am housing God everywhere I go, he goes. And so I'm his mobile home. But I do believe when it comes to actually trying to be still and know or practice any type of like either meditation or just stillness or soaking mm -hmm. music or whatever those types of things are. Mm -hmm. I, I don't do very well if I'm in a cluttered space because it, it's like, I, I can't get past it or I'll, maybe I'll open my eyes and then I'll get up and start fussing instead of just being. So for me, my space is it. Yeah. It needs to not be a distractible space. And like you yeah. said, yeah. Anyway. So no, that's so good. And I, and for me, sometimes even just being in nature, Oh, Not that sure. I always get out of my house, but sometimes I, I really, when I take my little Airstream mobile home on the road and just get out of my house and go walk or exercise or bike, um, I feel like I connect with the Lord that way. And part of it's being in nature and part of it's just moving my body. And so part of the time, my mobile home has to be in motion to really like, not to 
not to be with the Lord because I am with the Lord all the time, but just to connect on a different level and to feel his presence in a different way. So I, I like yeah. to get yeah. in my dream and go. Well, it's interesting because I, I remember thinking you don't meet with God in only one area. So like when you said, when you get out into nature, I think it was my son, Michael, that said, you know, mom, when I was on some of the trips that we took for our church, we they went to the boundary waters or things like that. He sensed the nearness of God. And to this day, he and his wife like to go to the different national parks and they'll hike or they take our little grandson in the backpack. And, and I think sometimes just beholding the beauty or the majesty or the majesticness of a mountain or the, the roaring of a, you know, raging river, something like that. I, I remember feeling like, oh, I don't know if my kids are going to have the same relationship or God, are they going to have, and God's like, they're not going to have the same relationship with me because they're going to have their relationship with me. And which one is more drawn, um, drawn toward me through music, which one through nature, which one through fascinating things that happen to be like scientific or something, you know? So can you think of some ways that you feel like open your spirit to the Lord or that your kids are different without like telling us all about your kids. I don't want you to say something you shouldn't, but do they relate differently? Um, I would say so. I would say so. Um, there's at our church, there's the thing you take and it's like a, tw there's like 12 ways that they want to encourage you to connect with God that whatever ignites your spirit and whatever really like jazzes you to want to press into that. One of them is solitude. Mm. And that really connect with the Lord by just they need to be alone or um, away or just in total quiet, which is always harder if you're a mom of small children, um, or right? Right. Busy household. Um, and for me, adoration and worship was one. I'm you know not a worship leader, but I love when I hear music or I'm singing and I'm in worship or just like on my face. Um, doesn't have to be always just be singing. Um, I feel really connected to the Lord, and then. Uh, an interesting thing happened. Kim and I went to the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., and mm -hmm. um, one of the floors are all these old Bibles. And they and we had a great tour lady named Debbie, if you go get her. And she was showing us the Bibles of like the Puritans and um, the early settlers and the print, early printing presses and things that I just hadn't known or was fresh to me. And I loved the zeal and the fight in those people that were threatened with their life if they printed the Bible. They were yes. um, threatened by the king because they were they had a different Bible than what England had, and and they fought for um, uh, they fought for what they believed in, which and and but they fought for the word of God to be to be produced and given out. And that for me, I came home from that church, like I saw beautiful things and such um, beautiful artwork and all sorts of things at the Museum of the Bible. It was fabulous. But something about that sparked in me and encouraged me. It was kind of like Daniel, like he didn't obey what the king said and ended up in the fiery, fiery uh, room. And I don't know, I, I'm feeling like a zeal and a fight and wanting to, um, I don't know if I'm making sense, wanting to fight for the Lord and fight for the word of God and fight for our freedoms. And I got super invigorated and encouraged that they've been fighting since the beginning of time or you either fight or you kind of don't. And, and sometimes you can lose privileges and rights and freedoms like in our country. And I don't know, I came back very much on fire. So that doesn't totally answer your question, but I thought it was important to say because it was like yeah. inspirational to see the past testimonies. And one of the ways that you can connect with God is through remembrance. Yes. And so on our quiz, at least. And so like, if you think back and in, in it's either your own testimony or someone else's and how that spurs you on. So I would say that's one of my top three, wow. um, aside yep. from being in nature and, um, so I just, I would encourage people to just ponder. I think there's even like a Gary Chapman book about the nine ways to connect with God. Mm, mm. I, think, I think I saw that too. And when I was reading recently, I'm not sure. Um, but to find the way that they connect with the Lord yep. and to press yep. into that. Yep. Because when your pastor says, if you put me in a quiet time chair, I'm going to, I'm going to go kicking and screaming. Yep. Like you put yep. me out running five miles. Yep. I'm going to get a download. I'm going to hear the Lord and I'm going to yep. worship. Yep. Well, I just think people need to not, no shoulds. We've talked about that. Exactly. 
but I love the remembrance one that really spoke to me recently of remembering. Mm -hmm. And even when you read like stories of Elizabeth Elliot or just other missionaries that have gone on and fought. And so that, that spurs me on. So sure. I don't know. Well, it's so good. I, I think about the remembrance piece. Well, first of all, yeah. Stay on this tack, Rachel. Uh, that's you guys. I have to rein my brain in sometimes. Oh. But I would say, I would say the remembrance is really vital, and God did that through communion, right? Which I, I, I don't know if this is my own thought or whether somebody said this once, but it is the thing that gets us looking to the past, experiencing the present, and also looking to the future, all in yep. one thing. Because He yep. says, "Do this in remembrance of Me," and He said, "This is what I did." You're taking it now until mm -hmm. He comes, and so yep. remembrance is really important. And what you said about the 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 other people that were spurring you on just because of their zeal, because of their faith, mm -hmm. I think that in many ways we stand on the shoulders of others mm -hmm. who fought or did whatever, and then we get to advance in a, in a sense, I'm going to use the word higher. That's why I use shoulders, but also kind of in a further, because I think oh, about the people who had to fight for the fact that God still speaks today or that yeah. there is healing for today or that there are signs and wonders or that people can speak in tongues or that people can read the Bible for themselves or sure. that people can um, cast out demons, like whatever it would be, there's somebody that was like, no, you can't. But then somebody had to fight for that to be established. And so when we remember them, we're not only thanking God for their lives, but we're like going, and that's part of my story too. So it's, it's kind of embracing their zeal in a sense, which that's is good. really cool. And when um, I recently was in DC and I went, but I don't remember. Did? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. We didn't, I didn't have a guide, but okay. um we went to the place where, where you saw like the Gutenberg press and all of that. Was that in that same building oh. kind of like with the cherry woods and the dark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really, really, really neat. Mm -hmm. And there was a horse and the boy by C.S. Lewis and the Chronicles of Narnia being played out that we saw in the theater. It was great. You did. So, okay. We did. We, we did so not good. see that because we did it really quickly, but yeah. Yeah. I'd recommend it. It's beautiful. Yeah, I recommend it's it too. Right. And there's a lot of floors, so you can take in what you want. But I was impressed that, well, I was impressed that there was enough interactive stuff. You know, like you yep. push a button and watch something, and there was enough video stuff. Because we, you know, face it, I wanted the real deal to be both audio and vis visual, so it's on our YouTube channel as well. But that's because, like, people are ready to click and listen, and they not just read the placard. Or maybe somebody else comes in front of them, and then they go, okay, I don't want to keep reading, whatever. But I was impressed that they had a lot of learning styles there. So absolutely, whatever it was. I'll share about one of my children. Kendall, I would say, is the creative, and so or okay. her her future job is the most creative. She is uh, trained to be a shoe designer, and wow. um, so when she is doing something creative, she feels the closest to the Lord. And he puts mm. that in her and he's designed her that way. And he created her for that. And, um, but she has to clear her desk and like, you know, put on headphones and kind of block out the world and make sure her desk and her room's calm. And then she loves to sit down and create and design and cut and, you know, play and use her hands. And when she does that, she just feels the yumminess of the Lord. And mm. like our church, um, Mercy Culture like supports that and wants people to press into creativity and they have like a three-day thing coming up, a retreat for creatives and they honor it. And so um, for her, that's a great, a great place to be. And then she's surrounded by other creatives. So she doesn't feel crazy or kooky or like it's not, right. um, it's not biblical enough or something. So uh, for her, that's a really special way. And then she feels just like the presence of the Lord when she's making things. So yeah. I think that that's, that's so good. I, I think it may be somebody on Instagram that I watch or follow, I should say, where I think she sets out like her, her large um, easel and then she like throws this stuff and she got worship music on. And of course it's almost like choreographed. Do you know what I mean? But oh, yeah, yeah. total worship. It's yeah, like, she's totally. just like, and at the end they spin it around and it'll maybe be a yep. lion or a horse or whatever. Yep. But I, yep. I'm always fascinated by somebody's process, but also that that's worship. 
you know, because in yeah. him, you live and move and have your very being. Is it somebody when they're playing basketball? I mean, I used to yeah. say to the kids, watch for something that brings glory to God right away. Because mm-hmm. number one, you bring glory to God. You're, um, people say like, you know, do not rob God of his glory. True. Very Old Testament. I will not share my glory with another. True. So Old Testament. But then you get into John 17, where Jesus says, I have displayed you to everyone. I carry your glory. Now the glory I have, I'm giving to them. So I always say to people, I would never be able to give my kid a car. And then the minute they pull out of the driveway, call the police on them because they've stolen my car. God, you can't rob God of his glory if you're displaying the very glory of God that he gave you, if that makes sense. But I I think it's reflected so well in my mind when you can see somebody doing something with zeal or commitment or passion Mm -hmm. or expertise, or they worked a long time, but they also have been given some sort of gift. So it can be a high tenor note for me. It can be a gymnast flip, 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 flopping around on the Olympics. It can be this painter that I was talking about, but I will literally sometimes have Holy Spirit bumps. I'll be like, they are, they're flowing in something God created Mm -hmm. them to do. And I have it like when I'm able to be before an audience, I'm not going to say every one of the 40 minutes that I'm speaking, but there will be times where I will just be like, I am alive for this moment. Like I just, I know it. It's not like I go, everybody else sensing this, but it's, it's really kind of cool. And I can't depend on that because I think I'm called to do it regardless of a feeling. But when Mm -hmm. I feel it, it's like, hold the phone. This is going nice. on, you know? Nice. nice. So yeah. And it, uh, yeah, I just love it. Which by the way, I don't have that many things um, on my calendar right now. Really? So How's that feel? Yeah. I'm like, Lord, what does that mean? Does that mean, you know, I'm, I'm have the privilege of doing more podcast stuff. Does that mean something big is coming and you're going to be grateful for this bigger thing instead of taking a lot? Of I don't know, but it feels different. And at the same time, it doesn't feel like 2020 when the world just shut down and I didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Gail, I'm really praying that I'm, that I'm going to be going to some situations where there's some bigger fish because they've eaten other fish. So I, I don't mean like just, I will only speak to top leaders, but if I could use my influence in any way that God has given me for a bigger pool or a bigger mm-hmm. aquarium, I'm up for it. So okay. Okay. that's all right. By the way, we just took a little time to, for me to tell you to have a prayer for me, but you're praying that prayer. That's oh, awesome. I'm trying to figure that out. That's good. It feels odd. It feels like I don't feel benched. I don't feel like I've been disobedient and there's nothing on my calendar because I, I sort of feel like I'm maybe crossing over into some different types of audiences that I would want to be invited to speak to. Okay. Uh, and I am, I'm, I'm a gifted speaker, but I'm past like, oh, that was nice. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really want to go where Holy Spirit's welcome. And there may be some, you know, major changes that happen, or I get to stop in the middle and it's like this little talk, but it's not a little talk because ministry needs to happen. And those mm-hmm. kinds of things that that's mm-hmm. where I get really energized by. And quite frankly, I haven't had all those circles yet before, yeah. you know? So yeah. I think it's a, like a new territory. And so some of that needs to be broken into perhaps. Well, we just talked about you moving the sofa and the rug and something <laughs> new shifting. I mean, seriously, like why yeah. not? You said something different's happening in the spirit in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Why not a new a new birth? Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying the real deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to the real deal. The yep. next level, the next thing. The next thing. And I remember when I was at Global Awakening um, in 2019 for their School of Supernatural Ministry. It was just the summer intensive part, but you know, you can get a prophetic word. You can get somebody that speaks words. By the way, the Bible is always speaking words over you. So take them, take them as your own. And if if there's a word spoken over someone and it resonates with you, take it. There's a reason why it resonated with you. Yeah. But there was this gentleman that talked about the difference between Rachel, your gifts that you've been given and Holy Spirit retrofitting those gifts for the kingdom's advancement. Mm-hmm. And we were taught to like, have your phone ready you know, so that you can always have it and then, you know, transcribe it and pray over it. Cause your only job really is to believe God and steward whatever the word is. You can't force something to happen. Cause I don't know whether he meant in four months or four years. I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm watching 
some of those things play out and I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be anxious like don't despise the day of small beginnings do mm-hmm. you know what I mean like keep stewarding whatever you're doing because it has a bigger impact than you know you know what I mean right, just because right, it's right. maybe not come to what he was saying was going to happen to me and for me and with me and through yeah. me blah 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 so I don't know what are your thoughts on that or related to any of that small uh, beginnings. where have you seen small beginnings if you didn't despise them be blessed in your own life. Can you think of something? Sure. Um, a lot of things. The first thing that comes to my mind would just be the coaching that I'm doing. And um, it, it's crazy. It, it's all word of mouth. Yep. And um, I had one client who then all of a sudden I had five more families. And I'm literally like, Oh, okay. I need to balance my calendar because I'm saying yes to all of these clients, which is a beautiful thing. And, you know, I want to help people. But um, then I was like, I would see someone at nine in the morning and then I'd see someone at 11 and then I'd see someone at two and then I'd have a whole evening thing. And I'm like, I get home and now four doesn't sound like a lot, but when they're two or three hour sessions and they're heavy and they're deep and there's tears and there's rejoicing. Um, it's a lot. And yeah. I wasn't managing my, I, I, I had to, in the yeah. last couple of weeks, I had to remanage my calendar and be like, okay, if I'm going to work in the evening, I can't work in the morning. <laughs> I need right. to have some time to have, have time for me with the Lord, take care of my home, clean up that kitchen, um, buy groceries, exercise and do self-care. And I wasn't the last few weeks, I wasn't managing that great, but I'm super thankful at the time I put in the work that I've done, all the training, all the probably over a thousand hours of training, to be honest, mm. that I have in my tool belt. And um, now it's just like, it's just happening. And God is showing up and he's doing signs, wonders, and miracles. And people are getting set free. And I just get to be like the conduit, which is so like, so fun. It's so yes. in my And um and just help them to hear God and to know what's true and what's a lie. So what, where I was years ago in my coaching to where I am now and what's happening, um, it's the Lord opening doors, it's miracles, it's obedience, it's the training I've put myself through, but then I've seen it, things expand in a big way. And so now I'm like, okay, do what? I want to do? I know like, it's crazy. I haven't talked to you. I've worked more in the last month. We don't, yeah, talk we don't always time. catch up. We don't always I, catch up about this. So, but that was like the ache of your heart. If you think about it, whether it was on a buddy time or not, I feel like, well, you can't be something unless you prep, prep for it. Right. Sure. And, and oh my I gosh, know sure. that like, physical obedience brings about spiritual release. I've heard that somewhere from somebody. I wish I could give credit. But the truth is like, sometimes it's like, put your staff in the water and then right. part it, you know, right. or right. go dip seven times. And, and <laughs> Naaman is told the leprosy will go. And he's like, this is so stupid. And the servant girl's like, what in the heck are you thinking? Just yeah, because yeah, yeah. it seems simple doesn't mean it's not something you should do. And right. so he does that. And then something happens. And so you signed up for certain things. You, uh, you did different coaching things. You, you showed up for the few things and then it shifted a little bit. Remember, and you oh, really weren't oh, yeah. sure. And you changed, uh, you changed, uh, workplaces and things like that. And that doesn't mean anything where there's a burning of a bridge. It means God's figuring out where to put Gail Novak. Yep. Yep. You yep. know, and then whether, Ooh, I don't know whether I should do my website. Well, I don't really need to work on a website right now because word of mouth is giving me more than I need, I, you know, all those kinds of, I'm excited. I know. And I, and I just finished a hundred hours of training on deliverance. Awesome. <laughs> I know people are like, really? Why? I'm like, cause it's fun. And they're like, Oh, what you think is fun. <laughs> it's not well, fun to me. <laughs> well, I do know that this last conference I spoke at, it was in June. Uh-huh. And the gal that, uh, the gal that did it, first of all, I was just really impressed. It was totally a, grassroots thing right and mm-hmm. so she grabs a venue it looks like it's held at this church but it's not necessarily endorsed by this church it was just like held at this church and she asked me if I would do it and I said yes and and so many things the spirit was working it and she was not trying to manage it I was so proud of her but when so it good. came time for 
I just want to have a time for these moms, she said, and some of them are going to need deliverance, you know? And it was one of these things where instead of being like, oh, well, we don't know, she just asked those of us who felt like we could pray over that, be ready. But you can't have that if you don't know somebody wouldn't shrink back from that, which by the way, we've been called to and the spirit of God is in us. And so, you know, bring it on, but good for you. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel more equipped and qualified and then just kind of waiting for the opportunities and he's just opening the doors. So, and then I, and I do um, need to be writing my book so you can hold me accountable. (laughs) Yes, I will. Because that is, that is something you need to do. And, you know, we were at a meeting last night that a couple from New Zealand was coming to our church and they were ministering, but just one of the little prophetic songs that came out had nothing to do with what they were going to be taught. Well, that's not true. Not that it didn't have anything to do, but it was just one of these things where the stirring of the worship leader and she was singing, don't despise the day of small beginnings, which I think is either Zachariah or Zephaniah, but it's, it's definitely a really wonderful concept. And I would say that if you start saving money and you only put it away $10, but pretty soon you look back and you have a thousand or whatever, right? Or what, what if you, start making right choices toward um, maybe spending time in the word. Let's say you decide that you're going to try and write somebody once a week. And then all of a sudden you realize I've written tons of handwritten notes. It doesn't matter. I'm making these up, but guilt for me. But I'm just so excited really for the way that I didn't know what the real deal was going to be. Yeah. I just knew I had a seed of an mm-hmm. idea. And it sprang from something I really felt like I do anyway. I love to celebrate people and their significance and the genius of God in them. And I love to find out about people. And I love to do things with a friend. So for you to do buddy times and have it be something I could look forward to. And I honestly never knew that we were going to have the listens that we have. And so it's not like the top podcasts out there. Okay. I'm going to say yet. (laughs) But but my point is... Mm -hmm. Don't despise the day of small beginnings because I started thinking, well, I wouldn't have had 600 people to my house today, or I wouldn't have had 30 people on that first day of a listens. You know what I mean? And if I start feeling shamed by the fact that the ball has to roll, then I would have stopped. But I didn't. I was just like, I'm excited about this. This is so much fun. (laughs) And I'm really thankful. So last night when she was singing that, I had this thought about, oh. That kind of is um, the real deal. And that kind of is how God has led me through speaking. Because you would yeah. encourage me, Gail. You would say, mm-hmm. like, oh, Rachel, get this together. Or why is it that you don't have a business card? Why is it that you don't have a website? Why is it that you don't? And and I. <laughs> All the things I'm supposed to be doing, I told you to do. <laughs> <laughs> but if I think about it, those uh, things seem small. Yeah. But together, they're built to where it is like where it is today. And I'm grateful for it. So anyway, I'm, I'm just watching God move. And I, I guess my encouragement to anybody is just be faithful to the little steps, because when you look back, there's movement. Yes. And I've seen that in you, Gail, like you couldn't go help with these emergency trainings mm-hmm. and emergency situations if you didn't have emergency yeah. training. Right. Right. It all kind of stockpiles on top of each other. Like for me, it was the coaching, even the staging and the home organization, all the trainings I've gotten, and then the crisis response. And it's like, it actually all kind of goes together and none of it was wasted. So I think sometimes people think, or maybe even yes. your audience thinks, well, I do this one thing, but then I also do this other thing it has nothing to do with anything. And I'm like, mm, you'd be surprised down the path how they're going to come come together so i love it i think they should paint i think they should try new recipes i think they should do things in their home i think they should read books whatever whatever it is but just do it because you you can look back and go oh yep yeah and why does it interest you look how far i am yeah look how far i am and why does it interest you because god made you and so you're interested in something i do not wake up in the morning and hope that i will win the nobel peace prize yeah, me either. I, I just don't, but I wake up with thoughts of how could I encourage other people and let them know about a God who cares about them and sees, I wake up with those thoughts. So if I do, that's different than the other person who's like, I have to find, um, the cure for cancer, or I have to be able to, you know, take 
some classes and look into the scriptures and figure out how I can be used in deliverance, whatever. Right. You know, so why is that there? Because you've been made on purpose for a purpose and God will, I think God will continue to work out his plan in your life. And we're not big enough to stand in the way of God's sovereign plan in our life. And the other thought is I have a friend, a new friend um, that comes because we've gone to a new church. And she said something to me the other day about how she's watching God um, with her children. And he's bringing each of them into his father heart in a different Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking, not only is God shaping us, not only is God moving us along. He prepares in advance the things we're to do, it says in scripture. And then he's giving us these experiences, but he's also fathering us into his very heart. And I sat in the back under my little umbrella and it was kind of like hot. And I, she was just on the phone, so I didn't have to FaceTime. So I was kind of in my swimming suit sitting there and I was like, isn't God good that he will father us into his heart, not father us into obedience, do you mean not father us into like some area where we're kicking and screaming, but to his very heart? And that really meant a lot to me. And I'm like, mm. I love that. Mm, that was good. I love that. Really good. So good. Mm. I well, just want people to have regret because right? they didn't try it. If you don't try it and if you don't do it in five years, we look back and go, oh, look how far I'd be if I'd done it. Right. I even think of Susie, like she went and got her master's at 60. Right? That's so awesome. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to declare this for the rest of the audience. Susie Cockle will be on The Real Deal at some point because we are going to do it in August and then we had to move it. So I'm just going to believe for it because, Gail, you're right. She did some big things that some people just decide they're too old for. Or that was my that was a different season, which I think we're going to talk about seasons in another episode. So, yeah, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely the time. And I I follow a guy named Justin. Justin Allen. Okay. And he was under Randy Clark. And I, I knew of him before um, I ever went out there, but he said something the other day. He was like, so many people are telling you all the time what they want to do, what they used to do, but not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And he stopped talking about it and start doing it because you may mess up. You may do it clunky for a while. You may do it not with complete skill for a while, but you're doing it. So That's begin it. with intention to do something. And so you know, I'm here to tell you, I don't know everything about what I'm doing right now, but people are being blessed by it. So you just do it, you know, you just do it. I used to work out a ton. And then over the last few years, not as much except walking. And then in the summer in Texas, if you don't walk by like 6am, it's too right. hot. I mean, that's <laughs> <It's> over. <laughs> I can't do it. And a dog, like his feet can't touch the cement. So, and it's my excuse for like not going. Your out dog high. is prancing. Oh, oh, oh. So yeah, can't and that's just mean. So I don't do that. But I, I um, actually hired a trainer and I've never had a trainer before. And I'm like, okay, I know as you age too, your strength training is really yep. important. It's less about my pant size, though it would be nicer if it was down a digit or two. It's more about um, being strong and being mm-hmm. healthy. And so I hired a trainer and he, I told him I'm a beginner. I, you know, can I do five pounds? I don't even know. And just today, so I've been doing it for all of May, all of June, all of July, like three months. And today, like he showed me like the progress that I've made in increment, like weight going up and reps going up. And I actually am like feeling my muscles and I'm feeling stronger. And I could have not started three months ago. And just, I'll do it on my own, or I'm going to do it in, you know, mm-hmm. my room, or I'll just walk, or I'll do a video. That's not, that, that works for some people. It doesn't really work for me. I kind of right. need to be, um, have that push as of right now. And I think eventually I could do it on my own now that I know what I'm doing more and more educated to be safe and to do proper form. But um, I look back over the last three months, and I'm really proud of myself that I started something and I did hard things. And I wanted to get strong, not only for my health, but also for the crisis response things. Cause sometimes you have to lift 50 pound bags of yep or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to be a detriment to my team. I want to be able to carry heavy things. So I'm excited because three months ago, I wouldn't have been able to do the things I can do now. So again, encouragement to go for it and to try something new and to jump in and look back in three months and have remembrance of where you were and where you are now. So that's so good. That's so good. And I, I started doing that because when my mom came to live with us <clears throat> for just what, five weeks after my dad passed, 
Hmm. I was convinced you need to be able to get in and out of a bed. You need to be get, able to get on and off of a toilet, yes. up and down off of a chair or stairs. Yeah. And so when I started, uh, you know what? I'm going to have another time that I interview Pete Miller from Pete Miller Performance Group, but I in, interviewed Chelsea Horn and she's my trainer. I've noticed that I'm strong. I'm actually bigger, but I'm strong. Okay. And I would, I would take that. I would just take that because it's like invigorating to yeah. know that, okay. And I actually believe we believe a lie that we will only decrease, but it's partly because we didn't use it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, good for you. Yay. Yeah. So yeah, try something. Encourage, we're encouraging you all to try something new and try something new. let us know in three months where yes. you are now that you hadn't been or that you're yes. proud of yourself because you took that step or you're a little bit better at watercolor or you you know, like you can Amen. walk further or you can, I don't know, whatever it is, let us know. Cause I think it'd be really fun to hear the testimonies of that. So, and our human capacity to do something whether it's remember more or our brain's capacity is not even tapped out, you know, on what we can remember or think through and, and our body's abilities to do certain things. Yeah. Well, good for you. You guys, Gail always used to leave my house with a challenge and some steps written down on a piece of paper of what you can do next. And so there's the challenge, like just start something and get going on it. And I would say, don't despise the day of small beginnings and let us know and let us know, honestly. Yeah. Let us try something going. new. Try something you always, what is something you always wanted to do, but you were either, excuse me, afraid mm -hmm. or you didn't have the stuff you needed for it. Right. Um, or you didn't think you had the time. And I think a lot of people, I, myself included, can scroll and waste an hour and be like, oh, I could have been doing something else. Right. I think we have more time than we think we do. Yeah. Do you remember that show long ago about called Trading Spaces? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, I we would watch for an hour. Yeah. And I'd say to Michael, I was so enthralled. I loved that show. But yeah. maybe I should have taken an hour and, and flipped my dining room to my living room and <laughs> hauled around my own furniture because I used to always want to trade my own spaces and change some stuff, right? Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's. All uh, right. Do you have anything else you want to wrap up for this one? I just, number one, I just love being with my buddy, Gail. I know, you are me just too. so it's sweet. Thank you. Such an honor. And I actually listened to a uh, buddy time that we recorded a few months ago that was part of season six, and I was blessed by it. So I just need you awesome. to know that I feel like we bring something together that we wouldn't separately. Mm -hmm. And I honor you because you ping something in me and me and you and I think we were texting each other like, wow, I got something from that podcast. And I was like, yeah, you're so wise. And you're like, yeah, that was fun. And, and, and then I got one from Kim saying, I could listen to this on repeat. You girls are such a blessing. And, and then Dana said, I look forward to mine. And yeah. So, you know, at just so I got something wise from something that we said, now I need to put it into action and do it. Ah. <laughs> Just do it. Oh my gosh. I love you. I honor you too, Rachel. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I want to hear testimonies from people. Like seriously, like write to Rachel and tell her. Yeah, do. Write and like remembrance of like a couple months from now, let us know what you did, what you tried, that you did afraid. Yes. Amen. Do it afraid. Okay. Do you want to pray for people real yeah. quick? And then I'll just pray for them at the end and we'll call it a wrap. Father God, I just thank you. Jesus, we love you. We need you. We worship you. And I just ask that you would, oh, you put um, really neat ideas and desires in our heart. And Lord, we do delight in you. And so I just ask that those desires would come forth. And I just ask that people would, um, listeners would press in and want to figure out the way that they feel super connected with you. And that could be on a run or in a sweet space or in solitude or in remembrance or in worship. And I just, and lots of other ways. And I ask that they would press in and know that like, you're always there, but like, just like more of you, Lord, and more of them. And just like a sweet, sweet time that they would be um, open to trying new things, even setting up a new little spot in their home or in their backyard that brings them joy. I have a friend who sits outside and sits outside and watches birds and listens and just feels like she hears the Lord there in a sweet way. So I just ask that the listeners would try something new to have new encounters with you, Lord, and scripture would come alive and they would hear your voice and um, 
your Holy Spirit's presence would just fall on that place. I pray for healings over any of the listeners today that are um, dealing with areas that need healing, emotional, spiritual, physical healing, Lord. You still heal today and you love to bring healing. And Jesus, I um, I just want to put my hand on the back of the listeners and give them a little nudge and a little push forward and a little encouragement to try something new, to uh, do something they've been afraid to try or that's been out of reach or they don't think that they're qualified or capable of. I just ask that you would um, encourage them like the time's now, the time's now. Yeah. Maybe they're going to write, maybe they're going to write a song, maybe they're going to um, start an exercise program too, or they want to bake. I don't know. I don't know what it is, Lord. It could be anything um, that we use, how you wired us. And I just ask that you would open those doors. You would have them take steps. And in three months, they won't have um, despised small beginnings yeah. and that they'll look back and go, wow, look what I did in three months. I wonder what it'll be like in three more months. So I just pray that over the listeners today. And then they'll tell us stories because stories and testimonies encourage yes. each other. Just want our listeners and and their friends and family to be encouraged and to try other to try new things too, and for them to even encourage their children to try new things. Yeah. So or family members or spouses. So Jesus, we lay it all before your feet. We trust you. We need you. We love you. We just ask that your blood. We thank you for your blood that covers mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Lord, I just pray for the listeners. I just thank you for each one. And I pray for Gail. I thank you for her time. I pray you'd bless her time back to her, God, in a big way. And for the listeners, God, I just ask that each real dealer out there would sense your presence in a real way. Where is it, Lord, that they most feel your presence? I pray you'd expand that so that it's not just in nature or just inside, but like Gail prayed, in all the things that in you we live and move and have our very being. So worship is more than a song, God. Worship is more than being in a pew. But I pray that everybody would know the sense of belonging and acceptance and love that you've given to them. And I ask that everybody would be released to celebrate who they really are, God, and the genius of God in each one. Because it's going to be different than the family members that they're under the roof of. And I just thank you for that. And I also just want to close the way my dad prayed for the podcast long ago. Lord, we just ask for all the people listening. We ask that you would help us to be the best we can be. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Thank you, friend. I appreciate it. You. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. 